this is Elizabeth Smith McCrossin, MLA for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, May the 30th, and I'm here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. My mission as your MLA is to help you build Cumberland North, an amazing Cumberland North, that we build on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, every single person. And together, you and I can build on our pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, entrepreneurship, and I've added two more, strength of our veterans and arts and culture. Last week in politics was another busy week. My staff and I worked hard daily to serve the needs of our people. Some of the many issues that we worked on in our constituency of Cumberland North included housing, renovations, family physicians, high fuel costs, costs of high costs of living, including food, workers' compensation board issues, road problems, domestic abuse and sexual assault, among many other issues. Last week, we saw the terror in Texas with another mass shooting, seeing 19 children be murdered along with two teachers. It's very tragic and also triggers uh, for many of us living here in northern Nova Scotia, the situation, of course, two years ago when we saw a mass murderer kill 22 plus an unborn child right here in Cumberland and Colchester counties. Of course, we're also seeing the Mass Casualty Commission right now seek to uncover the truth and hold a public inquiry around that mass casualty two years ago here in our area. And there's a lot of controversy. There's actually a march from with the families in Truro today, as many of the family members of the deceased are not pleased with the Mass Casualty Commission. And of course, looking globally, we continue to watch the invasion of Russia in Ukraine. And we're also feeling the effects of this geopolitical effects, specifically with the price, the high price of fuel. And many people don't understand why we are seeing such a high price in gas and diesel and home heating fuel, when actually the price of oil itself is not as high as what the price we're paying at the pumps would indicate. Many people are upset with oil and gas companies. They feel that they are gouging uh, everyday people like us and holding us hostage. Of course, these high prices of fuel are translating into higher retail prices for absolutely everything. Almost everything takes transportation to get it to the doorstep. And we're seeing high, those high prices of fuel translate into high prices of food and all other retail products. And many people, such as yourself, are contacting me daily saying, what is the government doing? What is the government doing to help us uh, to survive? Uh, here in rural Nova Scotia and almost all of the Maritimes, people have to travel People have to drive to go to work. We do not have public transportation systems. We don't have busing. And we're forced to drive. Um, we simply cannot hop on a bicycle and drive back and forth to work. For many of us, it would take over well over an hour each, uh, each way. So everyone is feeling the effects of this. 
And many of you that listen to me on a regular basis know that I have asked the government uh, on two occasions, first in the legislature this spring, and then again more recently in a press release, uh, asking our provincial government to do its part to reduce the taxes on fuel here in Nova Scotia. We recently saw just last week the the province, the government of Newfoundland did just that, and we've also seen the provinces of Alberta and Ontario do the same. And you've heard me speak in the past about how much tax we're actually paying on fuel. It's a lot of tax. And some of you listening may say, well, but the government needs our tax dollars to help pay for services such as healthcare and education. And you're absolutely right. But what what many don't realize is that this is actually creating a windfall uh, for governments, these high prices of fuel. Because on the base price, the wholesale price of fuel, there is there's many taxes. There's a small carbon tax here in Nova Scotia of one cent per liter. There's a provincial mode of fuel tax of 15.5 cents per liter. There's a federal gas tax, uh, excise tax of 10 cents per liter. And then on top of that, there's a extra transportation cost, depending on where you're at in Nova Scotia. Then there's, of course, the retail margin, which the the gas stations must charge in order to make a profit in order to stay open. And then on top of all of those uh, pieces of the price of gas, you have HST, 15%, 10% going to the province of Nova Scotia and 5% going to the federal government. So you have tax on tax. And it seems almost unethical when you really dig down and look more closely at the numbers. So what I've asked our provincial and federal governments to do is to look at lowering the HST because the higher the price of gas, the more HST the government is putting in the coffers. So it's something that our federal and provincial governments absolutely can do. And like I've mentioned, we are seeing other provinces take that step. So I did just want to talk about that for a couple of minutes today because I know it's on the it's on the minds of many of you listening and uh, even this recently talking to uh, car dealerships, uh, the workers at car dealerships, and they say the the vehicles that are uh, big gas guzzlers like your larger trucks, the sales of those have even slowed down significantly as well. So. On another topic, we have a recent organization forming called the Newcomers Group, and it's chaired by Jennifer Lim Somerton, a new resident here in the town of Amherst during the pandemic, as well as Ashley Hickey and Mishna Zeltner. And these three individuals are going to help lead a Newcomers Group. We have such an incredible community, and several people have gathered to say they want to help uh, welcome Ukrainians to our community, as well as all of the people that have moved here during the pandemic that possibly have not really had an opportunity to meet people in the community due to lockdowns. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this organization, this newly formed group, is going to be able to do to welcome uh, everyone and bring our community together. And I know on their agenda is looking at possibly planning a meet and greet, a social event. I've also had several um, people contact me recently who wanted to donate used furniture and household items that could be used by new Ukrainians and newcomers to our community and those in need as well. 
If you happen to know of anyone or if you yourself has access to a large storage area and would be willing to donate it and allow us to use it for a period of time, please contact me and let me know. My phone number at the office is 902-661-2288. My email address is Elizabeth dot or period smith hyphen mccrossan at novascotia.ca thank you so much i know together as a community we can help to meet each other's needs on to other news provincial government the education department has made a decision to force schools here in the chignecto area to purchase food centrally rather than purchasing food locally from local farmers and local food stores the harm that this will cause to local economies is in direct conflict with the Premier's campaign last summer of supporting local food. Local Deputy Mayor Jennifer Hotailing has written a letter to the Minister of Education. And as well, I also reached out and contacted the Minister of Education myself about this decision. We are asking it to be reversed. I believe that each government department should reflect the ideals and the priorities of the leadership of this province. And if local food and local decision-making is truly a priority, then we should see this reflected in the decisions of each department, including the Department of Education. If schools are not able to buy food locally as needed, we are going to see a decrease in the amount of money spent here in Cumberland, and we need to fight against that. On another topic, the French Immersion Program has recently stopped paying for an exam called the DELF exam. Not all parents are able to pay this for this exam that have students studying in the French Immersion Program. I believe this decision should also be reversed as these students have studied French for 13 years and the cap of their education is this DELF exam. I have reached out to the minister and asked for this decision to be reversed so that all students are fairly and treated equitably here in this province. Last week, we saw a standing committee on natural resources and economic development meet, and the topic was small woodlots and the value of ecological forestry. If you wanted to watch that committee meeting that was held last week on forestry, you can go to Nova Scotia Ledge TV on the website and look for Standing Committee on Natural Resource and Economic Development that met on May 24th. Last week, also public accounts met, and the public accounts meeting was held. To review this Standing Committee on Public Accounts, you can also go to the Nova Scotia Ledge TV website and look for Standing Committee on Public Accounts that met on May 25th. It was certainly an interesting meeting and discussed the latest Auditor General report on the oversight and management of individuals serving community-based sentences through the Department of Justice. And it has uh, it is a topic that has recently come up in my office with concerns to uh, criminals, people that have been sentenced, and instead of spending time in jail, they are sentenced to serve their time at home and are supposed to be wearing, um, I guess, ankle bracelets and monitoring services. And there are some concerns that this has not been done um, effectively. So that is something that may interest some of you. Last week, I also received a lot of communication around Bill 148. So 
This is a this is a very important topic to especially to those who were impacted by 148 and Bill 148 was a very controversial bill that former premier Stephen McNeil passed that affected the wages as well as service awards for employees of the government. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your opinion, the premier of Nova Scotia, Tim Houston, has made a decision to not follow through on his election promise to repeal Bill 148. So this was a very clear um, election promise that was communicated last summer. So I have a lot of very upset and angry people contacting me to say, what are you going to do about this? I am encouraging anyone that is not happy about this decision to contact the Premier, as well as his Minister for Labour Relations, uh, Honourable Alan McMaster. On a more positive note, last week I did three draws for the Nurses Week, and I draw some names of nurses. Uh, One was from the Halifax area, Hannah Johnson, and then locally we drew the names of Samantha Atkinson as well as Melissa Ketty. So I want to say a shout out and congratulations to those three nurses and look forward to delivering their gift baskets this week. I also drew a gift basket for uh, a paramedic. Last week was Paramedic Services Week, and the winner of the draw was Paramedic Drew Hunter. And I do want to say once again, thank you to all of our healthcare professionals, uh, including our lab technicians, our pharmacists, our uh, x-ray technicians, nurses, doctors, um, everyone that works in healthcare, our paramedics, our all of the people that clean and provide food in our hospitals. Every single person is a valuable and important member of the healthcare team. And that's one of the things that's very, very obvious to me uh, when I look at healthcare, just how important it is to work as a team and how important it is to work uh, to make sure that communication is good and strong. It's something that we need to make improvements on with regards to uh, politics and with regards to management in healthcare. And on that note, I, I will say I have not received an update on the renovation of the emergency department due to a recent flood. So I am seeking more uh, information on that and hopefully we'll have something to update to you early next week in my MLA update. We have several new businesses in our in our area of Cumberland North. And we have also have several new prospects, business prospects. And I just say, it's one of my favorite things that I get to do as a member of the Legislative Assembly when people come to me and ask for help to starting uh, setting up a new business. We have several resources in our area, whether it's the Cumberland Business Connector, CBDC, uh, NSBI, and I look forward to helping businesses, whether they are new startups or whether they are looking to grow and expand. Uh, as many of you know, I used to be a businesswoman for 20, 21 years. I do miss it. I love projects. I love new businesses, love taking an idea and growing it into a business. So I get to live through other businesses, business owners vicariously now as MLA, and it's one of my most favorite things to do. So just a shout out to all of you entrepreneurs out there. Thank you so much. It is a 24-7 job. I know exactly what it's like. You eat, sleep, and breathe your business, and there's always more to do, whether it's supporting your employees or whether it's accounting. There's always something uh, to do in business. 
And we thank you. You are the backbone. You are the foundation of our economy. And we thank you so much. This week, I'd like to send birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone who is celebrating. Today, on Monday, we have John Varner and Sebastian Marguerite. On Tuesday, we have Kim Ripley, Adam Davies, and Joan Cameron celebrating birthdays. On Wednesday, Kenneth Burris and Tracy Murray. On Thursday, Sandra Colville and Braden Lines. On Friday, Charlotte Fothrop and Beth Jessam. And on Saturday, one of my sons, Thomas McCrossan, is celebrating his 29th birthday, as well as his friend, his good friend, Tyler Skinner. They both were born on the same day, June 4th in 1993, and we send a special birthday greetings to them both. And also one to make a, a special mention of Tyler Skinner. He is an osteopath and is practicing right here in Cumberland County. So we are so proud of you, Tyler, and wish you much success in your healthcare business. I'd also like to send my sympathies and my condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Peter Arthur Gould, Paul Jason Pellerin, Phyllis Jean Burke, Helen Goodwin, Odette Martin, and Fraser Mitchell Morash. If there's anyone else, please accept my condolences. I'd like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and all the staff at CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today, I'm off to the Rotary Club and presenting my annual report to Rotarians at noon today. I look forward to seeing them. I look forward to sharing with them about my new office in the village of Pugwash. It's a legislative office, so my legislative and communications staff uh, work out of there. Most MLAs share a caucus office in Halifax, and as an independent, I could have my legislative office in Halifax as well, but I chose to have it right here in Cumberland North, and it provides me at improved access to you, the constituents. So I look forward to spending uh, half of my time in the village of Pugwash this summer and the other half here in my office in the beautiful town of Amherst, Nova Scotia. Everyone, have a great week. Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and always look forward, look for ways of supporting one another, be outward focused, and find ways to serve our community. Take care and have a great week.